Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Balak, Tav Shin Ayin Hey, as we get into Brachos and Klalos. We'll see the significance of that in, uh, in a couple of minutes. We get into Matovu Alecha Yaakov. We'll get to that at the end of the year. Uh, a lot to talk about in this Parsha. Uh, one of the few Parshios that are named for, by, for a, a non-Jew. Parsha's Balak. We start off with a Rashi. Perach of Beis, Pasek Yud. Balak hires Bilam to curse Am Yisrael, and the Zikanim go, the Ziknei Moab and the Ziknei Midian go with Bilam, and Bilam says, okay, you gotta give me a minute, you gotta give me a night. Linipo Halayla, wait here tonight, and the sorry Moab go with Bilam. Hashem says to Bilam, as if he doesn't know, oh, who are your friends? Who are with you? Bilam says to God, as if he doesn't think that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows everything. Balak ben Sipar, Melech Moab, Shalach Eloi. Balak, the king of Moab, sent to me. This nation that has left Egypt and has covered the land. You need to curse them. Maybe I'll be able to fight them, etc. Let's focus on Rashi, on Pasuk Yud. Bilam says to Hashem, Balak, the king of Moab, sent to me. What's he emphasizing? He has to give all his titles. Balak sent. What? Hashem doesn't know who Balak is. Says Rashi. Balak ben Sibar. Af api she'eni chashuv be'enecha, chashuv ani be'enei ha'melachim. That's Rashi. I'm not so chashuv in your eyes, God, but in front of these kings, I am the man. I am very chashuv. That's what Rashi says. You don't think I'm such a chashuv person, but... Kings think I am Chashif. What exactly is Rashi driving at? And if you look in the source of Rashi, the source of Rashi is a, a little little more expanded measure. the beginning of source number one. You don't think I'm such a Chashif person. The kings are asking for me. I'm desired. They all want me. I'm a root set to the kings. Even though you don't really have a use for me, says Bilam to Akadish Baruch Hu. Ask the Bar Yosef, Yosef Misalant, what is Bilam driving at here? And we know his, his nature. Bilam is one of the Yechide Skula we know in, in, uh, in, in history, in the history, in the Jewish history, in the times of the Torah. He was so wicked in the eyes of, in the eyes of Chazal. One of the few people we've pointed out in the past that if you just read the Psukim of the Torah, he doesn't even seem so bad. Right, I could only do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do, etc. But Chazal, every time there's a diak they can make in a Pasuk to prove his rishos, they do. So what was it about this? What did he mean? And what was it about this claim that reflected his personality? Ask the Ber Yosef. And also says the Ber Yosef, all Taina doesn't make sense. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you don't think I'm so chashif. You don't, you don't give me covet. Hashem gave him more covet than he did any other non-Jew in the history of the world. What do you mean? Oh, you don't think I'm so great. Who made you a prophet, Bilam? Who gave you all the power that you have? The greatest Navi that the Umos Ha'olam, the other nations, ever had. As Rashi quotes, Rashi goes earlier, why did Bilam get Nevuah anyway? 
If he was such a rasha, he wasn't ra'ui to get receive nevuah. Kedei shaloye pischon pele umos, so that the other nations will never have an excuse. Lomar to say, ilu ayulanu nevim. If we had prophets like the Jews had prophets, we would have done better. We would have, would have accepted the Torah. We would have said Nasav Ishma. We would have done everything. So Hashem says, okay, I'll give you one. Let's see what happens. And what they use him for? They use him to curse the Jews. So Hamilah Neviim, so Bechulu. So Bilam was made great by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what does Bilam mean? Hashem, you don't think I'm so great? You don't give me any kavod. Hashem gave him more kavod than he did any other navi amongst the nations. Line fifteen. He was very chashuv. Everybody thought he knew. The hakol ba'ashpata'o shel hakadosh baruch hu. It was all from the hashpav Hashem. Sheishpia alav nevuah ve'emidol anavi. So what exactly did Bilam mean here? That hakadosh baruch hu, you don't show me kavod, but these kings do. So think about the kings. What is he trying to drive at? The efshar says the Ber Yosef. There was one thing that was eating at Bilam. There was one thing that was really bothering him. And you know why it was bothering him so much, says the Ber Yosef? Because this was what the people, the Anshe Moav, realized right away. Chazal already point out that Balak sends all of these advisors and half of them slowly leave. They realize he's a fake. They realize he's not going to do anything. How'd they know? Says the Ber Yosef, because what is his first reaction? When they come and they give him this whole entourage, please do this for me, we are here, we'll give you a lot of money. What's his first reaction? Vayomer alehem, linu pohalayla. Sleep over tonight. Vahashivosi eschem davar, kashayidaber Hashem elai. I'll let you know tomorrow morning. Meaning Bilam could not give an, an immediate answer. It was out of his control. Why? What's linu pohalayla? What do you mean at night? As we know, all Nevi'im, including Bilam, were different than Moshe Rabbeinu. As great as Bilam was, he did not hold a candle to Moshe, as we know the Ramam describes in Nichols Yisodi Torah, the four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and all other Nevi'im. It's one of the Animamins that the Ramam has, one of the Yudgimli Karim, that Moshe Rabbeinu was different. Says the Ber Yosef, that's what was eating at Bilam. Because remember, who is... The champion of Am Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu. Who did they hire to defeat, so to speak, Moshe Rabbeinu? Bilam. They come to Bilam, and Bilam says, "I got to tell you tomorrow." What do you mean tomorrow? Just tell us now. Says the Ber Yosef, the Efshar Shetaruma so Tluna so Haisa Al Shakadish Baruch Hu Eni Nigla Elav Bayom Ela Balayla. We know even by Avram Avinu, by all Nevi'im. It was a night vision, so to speak. It was while they were sleeping. It was in riddles. It was not pe'el pe'adaberbo, as Hashem himself describes his communication with Moshe. Only at night. They're all at night, as the Ramam describes. So, Bilam had to tell them, had to admit to them that he was subject to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's whim. He couldn't start the conversation. He couldn't ask Hashem for something. He had to wait till Hashem spoke to him. And that's what's meant by the words, Linu Po Halayla.
Those three words. Doesn't seem, seems somewhat innocuous. Wait here tonight. You know, you had a long day. Sleep over. I'll tell you tomorrow. No. In this phrase, Bilaam was admitting that he was not as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's what he couldn't accept. He was saying that he couldn't stand up to Moshe. Line 38. They thought that he could do it. Moshe had tremendous koch papeh. Bilam had koch papeh. V'kivach ha-moshen is gadel b'midyon. V'yadu v'ikiru she-koch ha-bafiv. Remember, Midyon, they knew Moshe. Moshe grew up there. They knew the in-laws. They knew the whole family. They remember Moshe. And now they say, but now he's against us. So they try to get one of their own. And Bilam tries, but right away, Take it from Yad below Dichui Vishi, Moshe Rabbeinu could speak to Hashem whatever he wanted. Immediately they knew Shane Koho Godol Kemoshe Shuchalamu Kinegdo. And that's why they left. They went back to Balak and they said, forget it. And this was a tremendous bizarre for Bilam. That's where we pick up the Rashi now. Bilam says, Akadash Baruchu, come on. You're not getting me covered, at least give covered for the kings. What kings? We already know the root of Bilaam's jealousy, the root of Bilaam that he couldn't accept to be disgraced. But now, top left, second column. What's the emphasis of Malchus? Says the Ber Yosef. And he quotes the Rashi. I'm not so chashuv for you to appear to me during the daytime. We find many times in Tanakh that something happens that is not so deserving, so to speak. It's Kavad Malchus. What's Kavad Malchus? Remember Moshe Rabbeinu when Moshe and Aaron was speaking to Paro. They say something terrible was going to happen to you. They don't say to you. They say to them. Why don't they just say to you? Paro was a Bechar. No, no, no. Kavad Malchus. Kavad Malchus. You can't say that to Paro. Paro. Kavad Malchus. Bilam knew that Rashi. Kavad Malchus. The king of, the, the king of Moab. The king of Moab gives me Kavad. So that's what he's driving at. Right, here's the passage, he quotes it on line 11. Rashi quotes the Gemara. Many examples that are, are given. Yosef, Yosef was called Yaakov Avinu, so that's what Bilam was saying. Hashem, I'm disgraced. The least you could do is to give me some cover because they respect me. But the answer is, Bilam, no. Amnam be'emes, line 20. Lohaya Bilam kedai v'roi klash, or tishro lav shechina. Bilam was so worthless. He was not deserving of any of it. It was all l'shem klal Yisrael. So don't try to bring in the king of Moab to, get co- uh, to have covered for you. No, it was all for Klal Yisrael. Hey, Mitzad Atzmo, Mipas Midosav, Arose. He's the one, Perkyavos describes, Ayin Ra'a. 
Later this week, there are requirements for a Navi. There are ingredients. Bilam didn't have them. He didn't have any of them. And yet, he became a Navi. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted, as we quoted earlier. But that is what he recognized. And what they, the, the Ziknei Moab, recognized right away. And Bilam was disgraced even before the whole story even started. Which makes it even more amazing that Balak didn't give up. Balak kept going back and back. No, no, try, try. I know, try, I know you're not as great. But maybe, maybe you could somehow, you could somehow do it. And keep in mind, just uh, related. Again, we're not going to read the rest of it in the continuation of source number two. But Bilam had tremendous potential. He wasn't a slouch. He was a tremendous chacham. He was very wise. He just used his kochos lara. The Gemara, the the uh, the Brisa says in Avos Rebbe Nassan, source number three, turning over. Avos Rebbe Nassan, as you know, is an ex- expansion of Pirkei Avos. Every one line in Pirkei Avos, many lines in Pirkei Avos, has about twenty lines in in uh, Avos Rebbe Nassan. There's a whole parak on Asus Yag Latora. Here you have it in the second parak of Avos Rebbe Nassan. You have all the different people who made a Siag Latora. But in the beginning of Avos Rebbe Nassan, sorry, I didn't write the parak. This is the beginning in Parak Beis. He, the, there's a list of people who were nolad mahul, that were born circumcised. So do you have to say it was literally circumcised? Maybe. Or you might just say it means they had tremendous potential from the start. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them tremendous kochos from the beginning of their lives. They were nolad mahul, they were already there. Nolad mahul. So again, in halakhic terms, we talk about nolad mahul, literally. But, Davos Rabbi Nassim describes who was nolad mahul. Adam, Shays, Noach. There was no bris milah yet. But Adam was Nolan Mo'ol. Noach. There was no bris milah for a couple of generations. We have no evidence. Right? Ish Tzadik Tamim. Tamim is, is a Mo'ol. Av Yaakov Yatsa Mo'ol. Yosef. They were all of Mo'ol. Could be. Right? All of them. Av Moshe Yatsa Mo'ol. That one we know. Because that one Rashi quotes. That the whole house lit up when he was born. But then line 16. Which one of these do not belong? Av Bilam Harasha, Yatsam Mahul. Bilam, Shene'emar, Neum Shomea Imre'el, Shmuel, David, Yermio. And the list continues. Bilam was no one Mahul. He had so much potential. And look what he used it for. And his jealousy and his Ayin Ra. Somebody who could take potential and squander it. That's what we learned from Bilam. When we have potential, we have to use it positively. Okay, moving right along. Let's continue now. Parachabes, Pasik, Yud Aleph. Let's talk about some a verb, or two verbs that keep coming up. And then it's Siv is bothered. Source number four, source number five. What exactly is the difference between these words? Pasik Yud Aleph. Bilam says to Hashem that night, as we were just talking about. Balak said, Balak the king of Moab sent to me. This arm that went out of Mitzrayim by Yechasas in Aretz. This is what he said. Please, kav to them. What does that word mean? Kav is a lotion of curse. But Chazal pointed out that if you look back, that's not what Balak asked him to do. What did Balak ask him to do in Pasuk Vav? Lachana arali es ha'amazeh. A different word meaning to curse. 
The Torah doesn't use synonyms. Every word the Torah uses has a different connotation, a different nuance. So Bilam is told by Balak, Arali, and Bilam tells Hashem that Balak told me, Kavali. What's the difference? Rashi quotes, Kava's worse. Af zu kasha me'arali, Rashi says. Kav is more, more is stronger, is sharper than arali. Why? Shehu no cave u it, 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 it goes to the core and it's explicit. What does that mean? It's mefaresh? What, like Shem Hashem? We have no evidence that one of these is using Shem Hashem, one of them is not using Shem Hashem. What does Rashi mean exactly that it is no cave? It pierces. That's the, literally the word linkov is to pierce, to, to, uh, to make a hole. No cave umifaresh. Says the, um, says the, uh, says Rashi. So what exactly does that mean? Says the Nitziv. Let's go to source number four in the Hamak Dover. Lacha Kavali. Rashi Bishema Medrish. Hebi de Kava Kashame Ara. Shunokiv Mufarish. Number one, ask the Nitziv, what's the difference? What does that mean, no cave umufarish? Number two, why did Bilam change what Balak asked him to do? Why did he change? Lachorani move on. And then even after this, after he says, I can't do it, Hashem says no. The second time, later on, in Pasuk Yudzayin, where he was not successful, says, Balak, to the, the Zikmei, uh, uh, the Zikmei of that Balak sent, says to him, okay, at least Kavali. What do you mean? He already said he can't do Ara. So now he's asking for something worse? So what exactly is going on here? What does that mean? Says the, right, that's what he says in the online 10, Vimini Yachola, Asos Gedola, Lakuv, Mikol Makom, Yasabaat, Vala'or. Balak says, Bilam says, I can't do Kav, so at least do the, the lesser. Says the Nitziv. And this is a question that many ask on this whole Parsha. What difference did it make? We know the Gemara tells us in Brachos that there was an, um, based on a Pasuk in this week's Haftorah, there was an unbelievable chesed that Hashem did. Unbelievable. What chesed? He did not get angry the entire time that Bilam wanted to curse the Jews. Did he get angry? If he would have gotten angry, that would have meant the end. Because Bilam's klala would have had an effect. Ask all the Mepharshim, why would a Russia's klala have any effect on Am Yisrael. Hashem says they're blessed. Bilam says they're cursed. So why should that have any effect? What's the power of a klala? What were we nervous about? That Hashem had to go to unbelievable lengths to change the klala to a bracha. What was the big deal? So let him curse. Who cares? If Paro Yemachshemov, if Hitler Yemachshemov would have cursed the Jews, that would have meant something. Anthony Tziv, source number four. Elohinyan on top of left. The Bamas Kasab and Mishlay. The Pasik says in Mishlay, Kitsipar La Nud, Kidra La Uf, Ken Kilas Khinam Lotavo. Like a bird that flies away, so to a curse won't come if it's chinam, if it's free. How does a curse ever have teeth? Vim Kane Efsha Shatakala Klala Imloshiyesh Eza Avon. Klala could only have an effect if there is a sin to latch onto. If there is a chait that it could connect to, if the wound is open, then the klala could could dive in. The klala can have an effect. 
Kemotech Sefer Sefer Shoftim. He quotes, a, uh, quotes by Pasuk in Shoftim by Avi Melech, who killed his 69 brothers. Right, only the little Yotam got away. Vatavo Aleim Kilalas Yotam. Haritaklala Blora Lohaisa Poelas. First it says Ra'a. There's wickedness, a sin, there's something to connect to, and then the curse came true. Ubilam Yada Hetev calls that. Bilam knew that. Everybody's hiring him. Bilam, curse, curse, curse. Bilam knew that curses are meaningless if there's no sin on the part of the receiver. And that's Kav. What does Rashi mean? No Kevu Mufaresh? To pierce and to explicate. To explicate what? To explicate the sin. Right? What, what was Bilam even just jumping? What was Bilam successful in later on? Znus. He lashed on to a sin and then he was able to curse the Jews. Alkane Bikesh, not really curse, but lead them. Alkane Bikesh Balak Stam Arali. Balak didn't know that. Balak thought there was something inherent in a curse. And therefore he says, Ara, Belila Habitu Lufaresha Chetva Achotim. Without explicating, without seeking sins or sinners. Avo Bilam Yada, the Zei Efsha. Bilam knew that that was impossible. Ubal Karcho. Tzorek Gamzel, Leros Ba'ayin Roe, Koachatuma, Hamarachef Alachotim. And therefore he was searching for a chet. He was searching for a hole. He was searching for somewhere to, to latch onto. And that's why Balak asked him, Biara, what does he say to Hashem? Kav, because that's the only thing that's going to work. And that's why Balak afterwards realizes that. And that's why he says, okay, Kavli. Go find the chet. Source number five. Ma'akov, this continuation of the, of the Nesiv. When Bilam says, Ma'akov, He says, Hashem, and now we understand the, the, the Chazal and Brachas. Hashem never got angry. Hashem didn't allow me to latch on to any of the sins of Am Yisrael. To curse them through those sins. Hashem didn't open up. But Hashem never mentioned them. Hashem never opened up, and therefore there was nothing for me to do. The difference between Kav and Ara, and now we understand, according to the Nasiv, what Rashi means by no cave. Umefaresh. Okay. Next, Chafbez, Chafres. We've touched on this Pasuk many times over the past couple of years. The most amazing Pasuk in the whole Parsha. Bilam is having difficulty with his donkey, with his atone. It's not moving. Tries to go one side, tries to go to the other side. And Vatera Aton et Malach Hashem, Vatir Batzach has Bilam, Bilam gets very angry. Vayacheta Aton Bamakel. Vayiftach Hashem is Piha Aton. Hashem opens up the mouth of the Aton. Vatomer le Bilam. Measisi lochaki kizan is a sholosh regalim. What have I ever done to you? You've hit me three times. But years ago we spoke about why regalim. The Rambam, the Rambam, the Ramban, about how to look at Nisim, the Mishnah in Perkyavos, the Piha Aton. We've spoken about maybe the next Pasuk is the more amazing Pasuk that Bilam just answers the donkey instead of like being shocked. He just continues the conversation with him. Unbelievable. He doesn't scream. He just takes it in stride. An amazing miracle. Ask the Meshachachma. 
Who witnessed this miracle? There were some great miracles in history. Kimat, all of them were very public. Kriyas Yamsuf, at least the miracles that we believe occurred in our religion. Right? Kriyas Yamsuf, Makas Bechoros, the walls of Yericho, Shemesh Begivon Dome, right? The sun and the moon stopping. Almost every miracle, right, was that was of national significance, of amazing miracles. Korach, right? They're all pretty, they're pretty public. Who witnessed this miracle? Bilam and a couple of elders from Midian. That's about it. Yes, the Meshachachma. Why? Why were they deserving? Or what was the purpose? What was the purpose of this? Line 6 in Source 6. Hakadmonim nitpalu. Alneis psichas piyason. The earlier sources are in a wonderment. About this nace. Ma to alios haya benes gadol kazeh shenira rakleini sari balak. Why such an unbelievable miracle? Why? Vahanira says the, and, we've, and also a question that we're not dealing with this year. Why did Hashem Dafka do this miracle and not just a baskol? Why didn't he make a baskol come out from heaven? No, Dafka the donkey talking. Again, as if to limit it. A heavenly voice would have been heard by everybody. But Dafka, the, the donkey talking. Why? Vahanireh, says the Meshachachma. What was the purpose of this miracle? What was the purpose of turning around everything Bilam said? We'll get to this Meshachachma again at the end when we talk about Matovu. But says the Meshachachma Vahanireh, Ki Mashachash Hashem Yisbarach, Shalom Yikalel Bilam. What Hashem was concerned about, so to speak, Kaviyachol, that Bilam should not curse. Like the question we asked before. Why does Hashem care if Bilam said anything? If he would bless the Jews. The, the true answer, says Rav Meir Simcha, in my opinion is, At this point, Hashem, you might say, wanted to set the stage for what was going to happen over the next couple of years. Remember, what year we are we in? Last week's parsha was the transition. The beginning of last week's parsha, Chukas, beginning of that, the end, Korach Chukas, that's year two. Then what happens later in the parsha? Miriam and Aaron die, year 40. So now we're all the way at the end. The rest of the Torah is in year 40. Right, so now we're in year 40. So Hashem needs to instill fear into the nations around. Right? We have to undo what Amalek undid earlier. Ki Hashem, again, Hashem wants to instill fear. They don't start up with us as we go into Eretz Yisrael. That was part of the purpose of this whole incident. Who would the nations believe? Who was the greatest? And who would they believe if he said that Am Yisrael is awesome, don't start up with them. Bilam, who was the most mechubad leader, the wise man of the nations, they asked him everything. He was the God of Hador for the Goyim. If he would look into the future, if he would talk 
positively and praiseworthy about Am Yisrael, halolo yakum ruach peish, nobody would start up. V'yehememu kol agoyim ipaktam misatam. And they would all be nervous. At least a good majority of them. And he says, that's even what I think. The Meshachachma knows how to read a Pasuk in Navi. The Meshachachma says, I think this is what Rachav, who eventually became Yoshua's wife, according to Chazal. What Rachav said, remember the beginning of Sefer Yoshua, source number 7. The Meraglim, the two Meraglim come to Rachav's house on the edge of the, of the city. And they hide and she talks to them. And she said, and they say, what, what do you hear about the Jewish people? And she says, oh, for them, we, we are nervous. We are scared. She gives this whole nice monologue in source number seven. She says to the men, I know that Hashem is going to give you over this land. I know. Your ema, your awe is upon us. Everybody is melting in front of you. Because we heard. We heard about Kriyas Yamsuf 40 years ago. And I saw, I heard, we heard what you did recently about Sichon and Og. And then it says, Vanishma, and we heard, and our hearts melted. What is that referring to? The previous Pasuk says, they heard about Kriyas Yamstuf, they heard about the kings, and then the next Pasuk says, and we also heard, and our hearts melted. Says the Meshachach, you know what that word is referring to? It's referring to Bilam. Vanishma, and we heard everything Bilam said also. Vayimas Lovavenu. And that had our hearts melt. And that's it, we're finished. Says the Meshachachma. That was the purpose of changing all of Bilaam's words from Klala to Bracha. Why, can, why didn't Hashem just make Bilaam a mute? So don't say anything. Just make him mute. He had to change his Klala to Brachas? No, because he wanted all the nations to hear about it. Top of the next column, where it's underlined, Vanishma, Mipi Bilam, Esasher Otasu, Lachalagoyim, Velachain, Vayimas Lavavenu. Shaafsha, you was Dvuki Beshem Yisbarach, Bechosos, Laratza Hashem, Shiarchu Krav, he didn't want them to have difficulty. And that it was part of the purpose of the whole story here in Parshas Balak. So let's continue though now. We didn't get to the donkey yet. Velachain, go to where it's underlined. But one minute. Imagine if Balak hired Bilam, and all of a sudden Bilam goes up on the mountain and starts giving brachas. You know what people will say, as they say now also? The Jews probably paid him more. The Jews probably hired Bilam after they heard that we hired him, and that's why he's saying good things. Not because he really sees that. Not because it's really Hashem talking through his mouth. But really the Jews must have paid him more. How do you undo that? How do you prevent that? You give them their own private nace. Their own private, so to speak, vision of God. Then they'll realize, it's nothing to do with the Jews. It has to do with God. Maybe he made it all up. So, through this private nace, they knew that it was from Hashem, 
and through all of the brachos, they all had pachad, which was even felt a couple of months later when they when they went into Eretz Yisrael and Rachav gave that report. That answers a couple of the major questions on the parsha: why the private nace and why the switch. There is another related gemara to our to this to our discussion of the ason. It's going about Zara. So the Gemara is not talking about this, but the Rishonim bring up our story. Source number eight. Says the Gemara in Mesechah of Odezara and Davchaf Dalid. Remember the story in the beginning of Sefer, uh, the middle of Sefer Shmuel Aleph. The Aron has been captured by the Plishtim. Eli has died, his sons have died, and the Plishtim have plagues come upon them. All bad things are happening to the Plishtim. All terrible types of plagues. They've had enough. So what do they do? They get this new wagon, they put the iron on the wagon, and they send, have cows in the draw, at the front of the wagon. They, they want to make sure that it's all a miracle, that they want to make sure that God wants it back, so they take cows that are, are just nursed, they're, nur- they're nursing, and take the whole name says, you know, from Navi. And the Pasuk says, Vayisharna haparos. What does Vayisharna Paros mean? The Pashtus is they went straight back to Beit Shemesh. Vayisharna Haparos. Yashar. Straight back. But there's another Drash. Rashi there quotes. Rashi in Sefer Shmuel quotes the Gemara Vodazara right here, source number 8. Vayisharna Haparos Baderech Beit Shemesh. My Vayisharna Amr Rabbi Yochanan Mishim Rabbi Meir Sheamru Shira. They sung a Shira. Wow. Cows singing a shira. Vayisharna haparos. So either from the word yashar or from the word shira. That's the Gemara Vodazara. They sung while they went back. Ask the Ritva on the Gemara Vodazara. Not too many Ritvas make it into the Parsha Shir over the past number of years. But here's one. Say, ask the Ritva. Avodazara davchav dalid. So why isn't this miracle recorded in Perkayavos with all the other miracles? Cow singing? That doesn't happen every day. Says the Ritva, it's included. It's included in Pihason. One of the miracles listed is the talking donkey. So the talking cows are also included in that. That's the Ritva. Mashalomanu, source 9. Mashalomanu zeb, emishas avos, imshar nisim, shenivru, be'erev Shabbos, lefishakvar eskiru, Pihason, befeir shatorah, v'hu'av l'cholka yosebo, this is the Av, and this is the Tolda. The Av is the story here in the Torah, and that's the Tolda of the story, but it's all included. Right? If you're, the Rambam on that Mishnah said they're all just examples, there are many other Nisim, but this is the Ritva. If you look in the Ben Yehoyada, the Ben Ishchai, his commentary on Mesechaz Zara, he has two other ideas. Two other ideas about why this one is not listed in the Mishnah Perkyavos, and maybe it's expanding upon what the Ritva says. First, he quotes the Ritva, and then he says, Venira Kavanaso, line 4, source number 10 now, Deoso Koach, Shenivra, Bishvil, Haason, Debilam, Shedibrabo, Huatsmo, Chana, Alpiaparos, Vedibrabo, Shira. The same divine power that was created for Bilam's Ason was created later. And maybe that's why once it was created, you don't have to, you don't have to say it's not a separate idea. Right? These ten, these miracles are created the last few seconds of my sabracious. So it's the same koach. 
the same koach. That's what the ritva means. It's not just, oh, it's included in the category. No. Says the ben yoyada. The koach of a talking animal, once it's in the bria, it's in the bria. And Hashem will use it whenever he needs to. So it was by the asona bilam, and then it was by the cows, by, by uh, the aren't going back. And then he quotes, va'ana avda nirali b'siyata d'shvaya. He says, you know what? Maybe la'olam gam l'fiyaparas nivra koach v'v'ne'asvo. Different than the Ritva. Maybe it's different. You know what? But there's still a reason not to have it in Perkeyavos. Because the Ason by Bilam, there was no downside. It brought tremendous bracha to Klal Yisrael. But the cows going back, we know what happened. When the cows went back to Beit Shemesh, there was tragedy. They didn't treat the Aran properly. And in Beit Shemesh, thousands of people died. It's not going to be a miracle you want to remember in Perkeyavos, says the Ben Yehoyada. Exactly what the numbers are is not for us. A lot of people died because they didn't show proper respect. That's not a miracle to remember, even though it was a great miracle. Lefiza nira bottom of the column. Kim in shira shal paras yasakitra gadol Yisrael. Then he quotes in the second column another suggestion. So we have the Ritva, we have the expansion of the Ritva, that it was all the Koach that was created originally. Then we have a second shot, the Ben Yoyada, that it's not in the Mishnah because there was a negative side to it. And then we have a third idea. Maybe there wasn't really a miracle that took place here. Because after all, says the Ben Yoyada, second column in the middle, Zu Ashira Shesharu Aparos Ein Zechidish Toika Bepirkei Shira Mikol HaChayos Obeimos Vaofo Shomrim Shira We know there's something called Perak Shira, which describes how every one of the animals says a different Pasuk. The Nachash says this, and the horse says this, and all the different animals say different Sukkim. Do they actually say different sukkim? So Api Kabbalah, he quotes, there's a malach that's mamuna on every species of animal. But others say it just means shira is a reflection of the beautiful nature that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. When an animal acts like the animal is supposed to act, when a bird chirps in the morning, when animals do what they're supposed to do, so that's shira to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And maybe that's by Yisharna Aparos. They sung Shira. They did what cows do. They did it straight back. Maybe you could combine the Yashar and the Shira. It's a li- You're right. When he started saying words by the Aton, that conversation, that's something totally new. That's why the Piha Aton is a nace that's listed in the Mishnah. But Shira, doesn't say the, the Aton sung Shira. But Shira is something all the animals do. And therefore, suggests the Ben Yoyada, that's why it's not listed, because it wasn't an ace, it was the Shira of, of the cows. Okay, three ideas. Moving right along. Moving over to number 11, which we'll get to in a second. Says the Pasuk. Parachabes, Pasuk Lamed Hey. So Bilam doesn't want to go, he wants to go. Hashem says, no, he wants to go. So what happens? Bilam says, after finally, 
He sees the Malach Hashem. I have sinned. I didn't know that you were here. You know what? Uh, you want me to turn around? Should I turn around? Ask Bilam. Malach says to Bilam, no, now that you started, you're not turning back. Go with these men. You can't turn around. Now you have to go. Now you have to go and you're going to say exactly what I tell you to say. So Bilam goes with the Sarei Balak. You need to go. Rashi. Lamed hey, lechem anashim, baderech sha'adam rotzele lechba, molichinoto. You went down this path. There's no turning back, Bilam. Now you got to, now you got to give a bracha, as we know what occurred. But that's Bilam. You wanted to turn around. But Rashi quotes, baderech sha'adam rotzele molichinoto. That's Rashi. A similar idea is quoted in the Gemara. If you look at the beginning of source number 11, Right, if somebody chooses to be metame themselves, to be metire themselves, Kodesh Baruch Hu helps you out. And the Medrash gives a mashal. Because the Medrash is medayek. The Gemara, the Maharal quotes it here in source number 11. The Gemara is medayek that there's a slight difference between the balatame and Bala Taher. It's all within this idea that Rashi quotes, by Derek Shadar Moselech Molichanoso. But there's a slight difference. Bala Tameh, if somebody comes to make themselves Tameh, Poschinlo, they open for him. Bali Taher, he becomes, he comes to become Tar, Messianoso, they help him. Not a parallel Ashon. Why doesn't it say Poschinlo by both of them? The first one by Tame it says Poschin, by Matar it says, it says, uh, Messiah. And there's a mushal given. Mushal Adam Shomocher Neft. Fa'afar Simon. There's somebody who sells items that smell. Some of them have a very foul odor, like Neft. And some have an amazing odor, like Afar Simon. Bolem Karneft. So when there's a guy that wants to buy Neft, like, like gas. So the guys, you want to buy gas? Yeah, yeah, measure it out yourself. Take what you want and just pay me for it. The guy wants to buy a far simone. Sweet smelling, delicious. He's like, oh, let, let me pour it for you. Because he wants to get the smell. Says the Maharal. And again, this is in the uh, Sefer of the Maharal Altar where somebody put together put together all the Maharal's thoughts. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ozer La'adam Limamesh Es HaDerach Hashu Bocher La'atzmo This is from Netivat Staka. HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps a person to help to actualize the choice, the path that he has chosen for himself. Bein lato, bein shalolato, chalila. Whether, whatever path he's chosen, Hashem, b'chir And Hashem will help you out, whatever you want to do. Ach tzricham anu l'asim leiv l'shinui ha-lashon shebegamar ha-nal. But we have to realize the difference between the l'shonos. Habalatame poschen lo. Habalataher, misayinoso. What's the difference? Generally, says the Maharal, every Jew has a force field around them protecting them from sinning. Naturally, that's what we have. Hashem does not want people to come to sin. Every person has a special shmira so he doesn't sin. 
If we just do what we're supposed to do, what does it say in Koheles? Hashem created us yashar. But we're created yashar. If we would just stay straight, it would be fine. Imagine, all of life is a road. Go straight, you don't have to turn. If we would just go straight, we'd be fine. Problem is we turn. The problem is we're st- we stray. Because we're, we're interested in things on the side. So we're looking. But when we start being interested, HaKadosh Baruch Hu removes that Shmira. If we're interested, he says, it's similar. Let's say there's a house that has uh, tremendous mazikim, many things that could damage us in the house. We could go by the house for years. It's never going to hurt us. If we ever go near the house, if we knock, if we knock on the door, the door is going to open. If we knock on the door, the door is going to open. We have to make sure not to knock on the door. That's habolatame poschinlo. You knock on the door, Hashem's going to open the door and allow you because it's a free, it's a free life, right? Bechirachavshes. But when it comes in the other direction, balataher misayinoso. You come back to knock on the door of Tara, Hashem doesn't just open the door; He pulls you in. It's weighted on that side. Balatame all he does is poschinlo. Balataher misayinoso. He tries to pull us in. Meida gisa line twenty nine. Gedola mida tova mida peranus. Adam sherotz aliknos malos alionos. Nostem lo kochas harbe. Meaver mimashiyish lo bemes misayinlo. Lagim is persona atov. Sometimes we have such kochos when we're trying to do mitzvahs. We're trying to learn Torah more than. Right? We, we wouldn't be able to do anything else. We're so exhausted. But we want to learn and we push ourselves. Sometimes we could do it. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us those kochos habolataher misayinoso. Says the Maharal, we have to realize. Bilam opened his own, right? He was going down. He knocked. Hashem opened the door. But he was doing it himself. Once he went inside, Hashem says, okay, now you got to finish the job. But that's the difference between within that, within what Rashi says, there's a difference between Abalatame and Abalatayr. Okay. Two more thoughts for the evening. One is an amazing one-liner in an Archaim HaKadosh. And that one line really is about our lives. The Pasuk says, now we're getting to what Bilam actually said. First, Chav Gimel, Chav Aleph. There's a phrase, we could discuss many of the phrases. We're going to discuss one. Lo ra amal Yisrael. Lo ra amal Yisrael. Chaf gimel, chaf aleph. What does that mean? Again, the Midrashim talk about what that means. But how do we usually interpret the word amal? Amelus. Hard work. Tircha. Pushing ourselves. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, and we have to live by this. You know what the bracha is that Bilam is saying? When Jews push themselves to serve Hashem, their attitude is not one of, oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult. It's such hard work. There's no amelus. If you love it, if we're doing something because we appreciate it so much, it's easy. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. 
Kedaka Bakodesh. He has a long piece there, but he has one little piece of it. You could say this means, even though they spend their whole lives hard work, they don't feel it. They don't feel like they're pushing, they're, they're killing themselves. Aldaz Amro, Amalu Be'enai, Ela Adaraba, Ka'adam Hamarviach. If you know you're making trillions of dollars, then you're not gonna feel like it's hard work, cause look at the payoff. We can't, it's, it's infinite! Cause we love it! When Sadiqim love it and they're osake, then the attitude is, it's amazing. If our attitude is the opposite, that we're not into something, then it could be the easiest thing to do and we wouldn't be able to do it. Where do we see that from? Gemara that we all know, a story that we've quoted in the past, but we never focused on the question, this question. Remember, they're taking a, they're taking a uh, swim. Rabbi Yochanan sees Reish Lakish, who was abandoned at the time, and says, wow, you're a pretty strong guy. You know, why don't you Become a Balchuva. Put your strength in Torah. And, and, um, I'm sorry. The opposite way. First, Reish Lakish, let's, uh, Rabbi Yochanan sees Reish Lakish, right, and he, and he jumps over the yard in one, in one kvitsa. Rabbi Yochanan says, Chelech Laraisa, right, like I said. And he says, you see my sister, right, Rabbi Yochanan's sister. Lamaisa, Reish Lakish, accepts to be a Balchuva when he's in the water. And Rabbi Yochanan says, come, come on. He couldn't get out of the water. He was Mr. Atlas. He was strong. And that's why Rabbi Yochanan wanted to get him. And then at the end of the story, he couldn't get out of the water. Why couldn't he get out of the water? Very unusual. Why couldn't he get out? Says the, says, uh, the Darkie Musser now, of Naiman, source 14. If Rishlakish had stayed up all night learning and then all of a sudden he's exhausted, okay, he couldn't get out of the water. But he didn't learn a word yet. He was still in the way. He just accepted. Why couldn't he get out of the water? Says the Darki Musser. Because of this Arachayim HaKadosh. All of a sudden, his whole life's direction had changed. All of a sudden, Torah, the hard work in Torah was going to be easy. Everything else was going to be hard. Because that wasn't his focus anymore. So he couldn't get out of the water. It was all in him originally. He physically could have gone out. But it was all the mentality. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to be able to do it even if it's easy. If you want to do it, you're going to be able to do it even if it's hard. Because you're going to accomplish unbelievable things. Because, you don't think it's hard. You don't think it's hard. And then he quotes even at the at the end of the piece in Source 14, he quotes the Dubna Magid, one of the Mishalim of the Dubna Magid, which we've mentioned many over the years in Nishiurim. But this one, the Mishalim of the Dubna Magid, when the Kutzker heard this one, he said this is one of the three Mishalim of the Dubna Magid that must have been said Baruch HaKodesh. He has hundreds, if not thousands of Mishalim. But the Kutzker said there were three, I don't know what the other two are, but he said there were three that must have been said Baruch HaKodesh. This is one of them, the Mashal. Somebody, and he quotes it based on a Pasuk in Yishayov, What does the Pasuk say? 
Hashem says, you haven't called me. Hashem says to Yaakov, because ki because you're toiling for me. What does that mean? So he gives a marshal. There was a, a, a merchant that traveled overseas and he's on a boat and he gets to his town and he gets off the boat and after he gets off the boat, he um, see he leaves his suitcase, he goes back to his house, then he has a schlepper coming. He says, you know, so-and-so, bring my suitcase. Bring my suitcase to my house. Fine. He goes home, and all of a sudden, later that afternoon, he sees this guy bringing his suitcase, schlepping it and schlepping it, sweating and schwitzing, and he says to him, he says, he calls out to the, to the guy who's down the road, he says, you got the wrong suitcase, it's not mine. And this schlepper is all the way down the road. He's like, how does the guy know what suitcase I'm carrying? He didn't even see it yet. He says, no, it's yours, it's yours. Comes a little closer, he says, it's not my suitcase. He says, yes, it is. He says, there are a lot of suitcases that look like this. I'm sure it's yours. He says, it's not mine. He says, how do you know it's not yours? He says, mine's light. You wouldn't be schwitzing and sweating so much. Says the Pasuk in Yeshayo, Velo, Hashem says, Velo, oh, see, Karasa, you haven't truly called me. Why? Ki Because you're schwitzing. You think it's a yagia. You think it's hard work. Hashem says, if you have the right attitude, it wouldn't be an, it wouldn't be hard. If you have the right attitude, and, and, and you would love it. Okay, we'd realize we're pushing ourselves, but you'd love it. The low amal be Yisrael says the arachayim akadosh. That's the that's the special bracha that Bilam gave us. That we shouldn't look at our Judaism as a burden, as so hard as shvertzayniyid. We should look at it as what an unbelievable privilege. What an amazing opportunity that we have to serve HaKadosh Baruch. And finally for tonight, the most famous Pasuk in the Parsha, which we start off every morning with, Matovu Alecha Yaakov Yisrael, one of the six Psukim, we've touched on this also, one of the six Psukim that the Halacha is, the Misora is, that has to be on the top of a column. There are six Psukim, almost every Pasuk in the every almost every column in the Torah. Starts off with a Vav, the first one doesn't, Bereshus. Uh, it starts with a base, but there are six psukim in the Torah that need to start off the top of the column. Bereshus is one of them. The Shmar Lecha, it's a couple of them that are uh, throughout the uh, throughout the Torah, right? Via Idavam, towards the end of the Torah. But here's another one, Matovu. In every Torah, no matter which Torah you're in, whether it is like the Tikkun, it's not like the Tikkun, Matovu is on top. Okay, special Pasuk. We say it every morning. The Maharshal did not say it every morning. Source 15, the Marshal writes in a tshuva, Rav Shlomo Luria, Uba Boker, Kishani Bala Bezaknesses, when I come to shul, Maschil Aniba Pasuk, you know what Pasuk I start off with? Vani Barov Chastecha. Umidalek HaPasuk HaRishon, Matovu Alecha. It was in his sinner too, he writes, I skipped the first Pasuk. I don't say Matovu, why? I'm going to start off my day with Bilam. No way, says the Marshal. He wanted to curse the Jews. So therefore, says the Marshal, I skip it. I skip it. Okay, talks about other minhagim. But we don't skip it. I'm Yisrael. The minhag of Klai Yisrael is not to skip it. So why not? So says Rabbi Sender in his uh, one of his farm, in the commentator sitter, source 16, he has two ideas. He says, number one, 
What, what was the Marshal said? He said he's upset because Bilam said it and that he wanted to curse the Jews. But Lamaisa, he didn't curse the Jews. Lamaisa, it all worked out. Lamaisa, it was a bracha. Lamaisa, it was a beautiful pusik. So what's the problem? We might just say the opposite. We had the last laugh. In spite of this curse, not only do synagogues exist, right? He wanted to curse the, 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 the shuls, but look at them. Matovu. Number one. And number two, he quotes the Chassam Sofer. Chassam Sofer says, Matovu, and not just Matovu, you know what Matovu should remind us of? The whole story of Bilam. That's what, my, what we think about. But you know what? That's a good thing. Because you know what Parsha's Balak proves to us? This is unbelievable. Chassam Sofer. You know what Balak proves to us? Torah min HaShamayim. What other story, what other Parsha in the entire Torah was not passed down from Moshe Rabbeinu? Was not given from Hashem to Moshe or witnessed by the public? How do we know this entire story happened? How do we know? The Jews didn't hear what Bilaam was saying from up on top of the mountain. How do we know all of this? You know what Parshas Balak proves? Torah and Hashemayim. This is a divine author. And that's why we know exactly what he said, exactly what he was thinking. Every stage, the Jews didn't know the Midian, the Moab, what Balak wanted. It is this parsha of Bilam and Balak that dispels the thinking of those who deny Torah and Hashemayim, that the Torah was given to us from heaven. There is no other parsha in the entire Torah that the whole story is something that we only know because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe to write it in the Torah. Everything else we knew passed down. Or Moshe told us directly to millions of people. But this story start, didn't. And that's why maybe when we say Matovu every morning, something else to think about. Matovu, the Parsha of Bilam, the Parsha of Balak, proves to us that Torah is Menashamai. Stop here. But Hashem will pick up next week with the continuation of the stories and the parashiyas of Sefer Bamidbar.